If you're an avid listener of uh, The Talking Point, I'm sure you're aware that when you start hearing this song, it's time for motivation via the personal development feature. We are going to be talking to Gareth Farrant and um, we're talking about personal development and uh, Garth Farrant and uh, Garth is going to be taking us through, you know, uh, building stronger and more meaningful relationships and how we relate with each other. I mean, is it at work, at home, friends and so on? How important is it for us to build those relationships in a healthy way? God, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much for having me on. So, personal development. How important is it for one to to know themselves before they can be able to interact with others in a meaningful way. Wow, you should take my job. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Because but, mm-hmm. if you don't know yourself, truly what you stand for, live for, are willing to die for, how are you going to offer value of any kind of significance to another human being? Very true. Very, very true. So now, how do I start valuing myself? Because life can be so tough. Life can throw us so many curveballs. We can have so many past experiences that make us so bitter, depressed, nasty towards each other, towards ourselves, self-loathing. So how do we start developing self? That's a very good question. And I don't know if that's a simple question to answer. But from my take or my understanding, if you don't believe the following, and it's three words. I am enough. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I've got life's issues sorted out, that I'm the bomb, you know, I've got it, you know, I'm the man. Not at all. But it's that self-belief in you and what you are capable of doing, acknowledging your strengths and being aware of your weaknesses. And weaknesses are often just a perspective because what, what might be weak for person A about you is not necessarily weak for person B. And if you're going to buy into other people's um, opinions of you and what you should be and could be, I think that's where people tend to get depressed. It's because they're taking other people's opinions and perhaps putting them on themselves as facts. Very important, Garth. Very, very important. Now let's talk about why relationship building skills are needed and, and what are some of these skills? Okay, so from where I come from, Relationship building is understanding another human being truly for who they are and letting them understand you for, or for who you are. Because truthfully, um, opposites do tend to attract. And even if you think they're not opposite to you, by the time you've been in a personal relationship with somebody for any amount of time, you see how different both of you are. And I think the challenge or, or, or the mistake we make is we then try and convert somebody or change somebody into that picture in our head that we fell in love with. Sure. So it goes back to self once again. This issue of interacting and relating with others goes back to self because if you are not honest with yourself about your interactions with anyone, then it's going to be difficult for you to be able to accept them for who and what they are. That's exactly right. And the way I like to look at it is, um, you know, according to Tony Robbins, there's six basic human needs. And uh, when I when I teach it, I'll say something like, for me, on issue A, 
I'm three plus three, you know, to get to six. This is my belief. This is my point of view. And if you ask other people, you'll quickly realize that every or most other people have a different way of getting to six. If you follow, some might be four plus two, some might be 12 divided by two. You'd be amazed how with the same issue or with the same belief, people are thinking about it very, very differently. And if you don't know what you stand for, what's your three plus three, you're going to immediately start to think someone's 12 divided by two is right and your um, three plus your three plus three is wrong, which is not the case. Now, we are aware that when we are in settings, especially um, professional settings, work, different personalities come together for one aim to achieve the task at hand, whether it's uh, providing a service or, you know, uh, delivering products. But we are all different. And this is sometimes where we find a lot of interpersonal interaction clashes. How do we deal with such in work environments? That's a tough one because, you know, it could be, you taking the time to understand and and celebrate someone else doesn't mean that they're going to take the time and celebrate you for your point of view or, or, or your difference on the issue. So having tolerance for another human being's point of view. And the interesting thing about it, the word I like to use, which I think will help people, is the true understanding of the word empathy. Not sympathy, but empathy. And to me, empathy is very simply letting the other person speak, and acknowledging what they are saying, saying, do I understand you? You've said A, B, C, or this is your point of view. Because if you let them speak first and they genuinely, by your tone of voice, by your body language, by what you're saying, if those three align and they believe that you've given them the space to speak and say or put their point of view across, and then you say something like, Listen, can I tell you from my perspective how I'm seeing the issue or I'm, I'm seeing the problem or the way I see us coming up with a, uh, 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 with a solution to what we're discussing? The quickest way to get agreement, honestly, is to let the other person speak first because people get upset over two basic issues, when they feel they're not heard or when they feel they've been disrespected. If either of those two things happen, people immediately get emotional and then they shut off to any kind of logic, any kind of logical discussion. Because when the emotions kick in, to say you build a wall, it's an emotional wall. To get around that, let the person speak first, put their point of view genuinely and empathetically, listen to them, try and understand where they're coming from. And then you might say, listen, I hear you, blah, blah, blah. This is my perspective. What do you think? But then there's other people who are generally bullies. Um, they won't give you edge way to give, you know, your opinion. They, they'll raise their voice when speaking to you. In fact, some people are such bullies, even in the workplace. They don't speak to you. They speak at you. They don't allow you to, to you know, to air yourself. So it, it's sometimes not conducive. So how do we deal with such relationships, especially because personalities also have something to do here? And maybe frustrations from home are brought into the workplace. Absolutely. And, and that's the challenge because every situation is going to be different and it's going to be unique. Obviously, if a person has a pattern of bullying or shouting, and particularly maybe it's your boss, you know, who, who basically says it's their way or the highway, that's a very difficult decision to find your way through or around if it's going to happen to you on a continual basis. So, you know, applying empathy, like I said, you can give them all, all the, the time, all the space, all the place to really um, express themselves. But sometimes it's very difficult if they're just uh, an angry, you know, 
frustrated person, getting through to them is sometimes going to be very difficult. Often in our training, we find things like sometimes people with issues are not happy unless they're unhappy. Shoo, people like drama. So, A-teamers, we are currently talking motivation, personal development with Garth Farrant, who is um, a managing director at a personal develop at a personal development SA. Gareth is helping us understand how we should be relating or interacting with each other every day because personal and in- interaction is quite an important element of our lives. So, if you'd like to give us your uh, your scenario in the workplace or in your family or you'd like to ask Garth a question, you can do so on 011-714-2006 or you can um, SMS 41391, WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. Garth, I'm, 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 I'm now wanting us to zoom into the family dynamics. Okay, In a family setting, how do we define a good relationship? That's a tough one to answer because, you know, sibling to sibling might be different from a mom to a child or or from parents to a child or a child to parents. So I think the answer to that is you've got to bear each and every situation in mind. I think people are more themselves at home because at work they might be forced to walk a certain way, talk a certain way, wear a a kind of uniform, if you know what I mean. And they might, that might drive them nuts. Then they come home and then they unleash everything at the house. So um, at home, I think, you know, if you think you're important, uh, there's a saying that just try, you know, go outside and try to order your neighbor's dog around and see how, see how that works out for you. So I think understanding at home where you are, where you fit into the grand scheme of things, and also making sure that sometimes, you see, people at home or, or people in life only think they're getting a raw deal when they compare themselves to somebody else. So, for example, if um, you're at school and everyone else seemingly has cooler shoes than you or or a cooler cell phone than you, then you're going to take that issue home because you've now compared with what you have, you know, compared to your best friend and you feel like you are losing out on the deal and therefore you want to challenge mom and dad, you know, about this rubbish cell phone you've got me or why can't I have the latest, greatest new one, if I'm making sense. So it's a, it's a always looking at the, the various situations, but I think respectfully understanding your place in the picking order and accepting that other people are different to you, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your granny, whatever, and giving them the respect and space that they are due. Of course, if, if, here's the thing about life. People want the, the following question answered always. Uh, I, I, I shorten it to WIFM, which stands for, if you know it, what's in it for me. And truly, people don't care about you or your issue. They only care to the point as it, as it relates to them and the current problem or challenge they are facing. And if you can provide a solution for them, they're more likely to interact with you and or listen to you. The truth really, if you're just going to tell them how wonderful and amazing you are and all that kind of thing, and they don't see What's in it for them? The value exchange. How am I going to get a better phone by knowing how amazing you are type of thing they're going to feel, as I said earlier, not heard. And therefore, the potential for conflict will come to the fore. Let's go to a quick break and we'll be back. We are speaking personal development with Garth Farrand. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. 
The talking point, um, standing in for Kathy Muslasani. My name is Patricia Tuli, and we are in a conversation with Garth Farrant, who is a managing director at Personal Development SA, and we are talking about the getting stronger and meaningful relationships, interaction with each other at work, at home, amongst friends, and, and in general. So, on the line, I've got Asanda. Asanda is in the Eastern Cape. Good morning, Atima. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Patricia. I know you are here in this <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you so much for taking my call, Sister Patricia. Okay, Asanda. Right. I have like a question for your, your guest. I've also created your guest there. I have a question. How do you think that uh, these capacity building spaces could literally uh, translate in the workplace? Because it's one thing for, for, for people to know, including people in the managerial uh, hierarchies, to know that there are different personalities in the workspace, but how do you get it to actually um, to translate in real life, you know, space and time? Because, I mean, I've seen a lot of um, backlash against people that are different in the workplace, whether they are sidelined or whatever, because of personality. I mean, you are right in saying that it comes from um, the, the, the home space where personalities are brewed, but when it comes to the workplace, surely we should know that People will create against each other because we are different, fairly. But my question is, how can this capacity building of personal development literally be seen and visible in the in the workspace? Yeah. Thank you very much, Asanda. Let's uh, go back to Garth. Garth, please respond to Asanda's question. Sure. That was a tough one. So, Asanda, the answer to that is, I think every situation is different, and it's very difficult to give advice if one's not in the situation and obviously looking at it firsthand. All companies have policies and procedures for this kind of thing to make sure that the employees do feel safe. But I do understand one thing in theory is not always how it turns out in practice. Um, So personalities definitely play a part in this. But if you're dealing with someone who's just plain and simply a narcissist over you, I don't think any kind of going for the win-win or the middle ground is going to add value or help the situation. So if you've got that type of personality disorder bossing you around, shouting and screaming at you, I don't know if there's too much you can do about that. However, if that's not the case, the wiffum and wiffy, what's in it for me, what's in it for you, is guaranteed to get you results. And it, if there's animosity from, say, months of fighting and disagreeing, that the, the, the second you suddenly change your tune and you become kind of approachable and reasonable and understanding, they might think, hmm, what's up with you? But if you can figure out, let them speak first, um, come back to them and say, do I understand? I can see that we're disagreeing. Perhaps... Um, Uh, speaking to the elephant in the room and saying, I can see that we're disagreeing on this issue. Listen, tell me from your perspective again. Let me try and understand where you're coming from, but I'll do that. And then can I ask you a favor? Can you return the favor to me? But by all means, I'm going to let you speak first. Maybe that kind of approach where the person, you're being honest with them, you're seeking to resolve the situation, you're asking them to uh, speak first, And you're saying at the end of this, if I've listened to you, understood you, are you willing to give me the same respect back? may just have a completely different outcome, which is not a fight. 
You know, when we go to work, that eight to five, you can almost like grin and bear if you're dealing with bossy, impatient, nasty people. But if it's in the home front, it's it's totally different because this, uh, you know, we, we are taught that blood is thicker than water. But sometimes, like you mentioned, that there's uh, someone who is, uh, um, you know, a narcissist in a family setting, an absolute narcissist. And whether it's marriage, sibling, parent, and that person is difficult to deal with. How 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 best should we handle it? Should we step away, knowing that blood is thicker than water, or should we stay and try to fix something that you know is also bearing on the individual's experience of their life and past experiences? And that's a tough one to handle because I think if you're the mom with a child that's a narcissist, there'd be a certain way of doing it. If you're the child with a parent who's uh, going through that or having a tough time and is really uh, seemingly abusing you physically or, or, you know, with their words, I think every situation needs needs to be handled based on its own merits. And that's not a cop-out for, for giving some kind of advice because truly, if your life is at risk or if your mental health is at risk, being around that person is not at all the wisest thing to do. And if you throw things like alcohol into the mix and the person is one way when they're sober and a whole different way when they're drunk, you know, that makes it very difficult because I think all of us would agree you can't really reason with a person that's under the influence. So those becomes choices about not running away from home or ditching the family, but is it the healthiest place to be? How can one uh, get away around that, through that, or is it simply time to call it? Maybe you're in a, a personal relationship with someone like that, and despite many promises, blah, 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 they're just not willing to change or to, to um, you know, see things from your point of view. And then you've got to weigh up the decision about the pain of staying versus the pain of going. And, of course, pain it's painful no matter what you do, but obviously when you're looking at it from an outside or with logic, you're going to say, the, the, the shorter pain will be to simply walk away from it and start again somewhere else, etc. But of course, if one doesn't learn the lesson and you're attracting those kind of people into your life, often people go from someone that punches them in one eye and then they pick someone that blooming well punches them in both. So if you don't learn those lessons and what you're attracting and what you're putting out there, unfortunately, you're probably doomed to repeat the pattern whether you stay or whether you go. Well, sometimes uh, decisions and choices need to be made. And uh, clearly, Garth, um, it's not always easy to have uh, relationships that are based on truth, love, empathy, compassion, you know, all these beautiful um, emotions and ways of living, especially when people can't find common ground. For those of us who'd like to be in touch with you, how do we do so? Oh, wow. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So our website is probably the easiest way to get hold of us, and that's uh, it's personal development that's been abbreviated, www.persdevsa.co.za. So it's P-E-R-S-D-E-V-S-A.co.za. You can email us from there, or you can get a phone number and get hold of us. That is truly the quickest and simplest way for people to get in touch. Thank you very much, Garth. I really appreciated your time. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. To stronger relationships. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great day.
So we are going to the news right now. But before we go to the news, please do make sure that after the news, you are tuned in. We're going to be talking KZN budget speech with uh, KZN's finance MEC, Nomusa Dube Ngube. She's going to be tabling out the budget vote for the provincial treasury. I think it's uh, quite important for those in KZN to know what's in store for them. Let's go now to Luanda Mawome for the news.